in between fantasy football podcast season four let's go baby yeah there was a time i had trouble talking about it congratulate them we know they doubted somehow we made it up out the pit back against the wall never quit traversing through each obstacle show a non-believer what's possible let nothing they could do stand in between me and my wildest dreams let's go that come at us to come in between life gave me the worst yet my side grew so green we've been down in the dirt been tossed in the trash but i never strayed from my path when we're gone we ain't looking back maybe we were all way too high maybe that's our fault it's gonna be a crazy time but it's gonna be a fun time life is boring if you don't take some chances and do some things outside the box your destination for both some feel good lifestyle advice and some fancy football advice all right all right all right it is feel good friday december 23rd the Christmas vibes are officially hitting, as well as a once-in-a-generation storm, as the media pundits are calling it, also hitting. And Minshew Mania, baby, it is back for the holiday weekend. Seth Wilcock, home for the holidays, as you can tell, not in my usual state college apartment studio. Um, back with uh, living with the rents for the weekend, little Christmas party tonight. And I'm joined by a man who loves to beef with Scholastic. He also enjoys good music, better whiskey, and mediocre tight ends. Guys, give it up for Nate Polvote. Nate, how are you? I know you're hosting the Siblings-in-Laws this weekend, so are you holding up okay over there? I am. Um, my brother-in-law beat me in our home league playoffs last week, and now he's going to be sleeping under our roof, so that's going to be a little rough. But I have faith that Scott's going to avenge my loss for me in that league this week. There we go. There we go. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Guys, we are absolutely jam-packed for this Christmas special in between holiday Friday show. We have a Thursday night football recap right around the corner. Jaguars, Jets. It was a little bit of a snooze fest, if we're going to be honest with you, but we're going to talk about it anyways. And then, uh, Nate, you want to tell the, the, the audience the special guest we have coming on today as well? I do, and I'm really excited about this. My Thursday night player profiler co-host, the man, the myth, the legend, the mustache, Jack Cavanaugh will be on with us at, I guess it's 1.45. This East Coast, West Coast, <laughs> mountain time thing screws me up sometimes. 1.45 Eastern, folks, he'll be with us. And then at 2.10, the one and only C.H. Herms, friend of In Between Media, good friend of ours. Uh, I'm excited. This is a great show today, Seth. It is jam-packed, and I'm in – the holiday vibes just hit me today. I woke up – I was a little stressed as everyone coming into the holiday weekend, but I woke up today feeling refreshed, feeling ready to go, feeling good that I'm indoors Dude. doing a podcast on a day that we got negative-degree wind chills out there already. So I'm happy to be here. I'm happy to have our in-between media family back with us as well. Looks like we got Albert back in the chat already. Good afternoon, IBT. Albert says, good afternoon to you, Albert. We greatly appreciate you tuning in as always, our friend. And if you guys are new to the channel or if you're uh, an existing subscriber, uh, we are your, your place for feel-good lifestyle advice with your fantasy sports analysis and your betting sports analysis. Um, please like this video. Give us a thumbs up. Helps us find more people who enjoy our content. 
Um, and uh, subscribe to the channel if you're not already. And if you guys like audio, if you're driving or something, you don't want to be streaming the podcast the whole time, we do have an audio version that comes out a little bit later after the show that you can check out. Kyle, our audio editor, puts that together. want to thank everyone one more time for being here. I know it's a busy weekend for everyone, but we greatly appreciate your attendance. If you guys have questions for us, drop those in the chat. We'll get to those with Jack. Just about quarter quarter till here on the East Coast. Um, Nate. The frisky Jets last night, though, they did not look so frisky. However, the Jags money line plus 100 hit, so I was happy about that. And uh, the under hit as well, so it was a kind of a nice little parlay um, out there for a lot of people. But what were your overall takeaways from this, man? Um, this is really simple. I, there are two major takeaways. Well, th- we'll go three. Trevor Lawrence is the real deal. Urban Meyer was a cancer, which we knew, but I don't think we knew just how bad of a cancer Certainly. he was. Doug Peterson... Dude, he has this team thriving. They are looking very good. Evan Ingram is for real. The question now becomes, is he a top 10 tight end next season? Do we think that this continues? Do we think Trevor Lawrence likes him enough to continue this in the next season? And three, Zach Wilson is trash. I had, <laughs> yeah. I've been trying to tell you guys this and everybody was like, no, no, he's going to get better. He's going to get, he didn't get he didn't get better. He's just, he's just bad. That was, it was putrid. It was an awful performance by Wilson. He makes the jets an infinitely worse team. Yeah. Zach Wilson, for those who do not catch it live, he was benched um, right around the half 5.2 QBR was, was him out of a scale of a hundred. So as bad as you can be, Zach Wilson was um, bench for Chris Strebler, who was the preseason hero for the jets kind of just ran around a lot. He kind of looked good. He made some cool little throws. Like he looked frisky. You know, if there was one person mm-hmm. on the Jets team last night that looked frisky, it was him. However, it was just an overall, like if you played anyone on the jets, you're disappointed. Garrett Wilson, we didn't really have high hopes just because it was Zach Wilson. We knew what the ceiling was, Nate. And Zonovan Knight has all but faded away um, in the blink of an eye as well. Well, let's hope that they can get Mike White back next week. Or maybe they go with Joe Flacco. Either one of those are better options than Wilson. And I like Garrett Wilson more with those guys. I like Bam Knight more with those guys as well. This offense is just better with a better quarterback. It can't be overstated. Strebler. Seven career appearances in the NFL. He spent his first two seasons of professional football playing in Winnipeg for the Blue Bombers. Yes, sir. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> Zach Wilson's so bad that Robert Sala was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to throw in the guy who has seven career appearances, yeah. two seasons in the NFL. Zach Wilson, he's done in New York, right? Like we've seen the last of Zach Wilson. Yeah, and you know, Nate, I will applaud your fortitude because you called this a couple months ago that we could see the end of Zach Wilson. We could see the benching of him. I didn't think Joe Douglas would let Robert Sala do it because it is a lot of, you know, Joe Douglas's job on the line with the number two overall pick spent on him. But I do think this is kind of the end of the Zach Wilson era in 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 New Jersey in New York there for the Jets. Yeah, when you get benched for a Canadian football quarterback, I think that about says all, all you need to know. Whether it's footsteps Fla- footsteps Flacco, whether it's Mike White moving forward, there will be a better quarterback in New York, hopefully in the short term and in the long term. Dial up Geno Smith this offseason. See what see what the Seahawks are willing to pay him. Dial him up. Dial up Jimmy G. There's a lot of good quarterbacks who can make this Jets team formidable in the long run. Nate, let's look on the bright side of this game, though. The Jaguars, they played very formidable down the stretch in this. Trevor Lawrence, we kind of knew it wasn't going to be a big game for him with the weather, with the Jets having a very good secondary out there. However, 
Evan Ingram, as you pointed, came through seven receptions, 113 yards. You were not disappointed if you played him. And Trevor Lawrence delivered 17.3 PPR points, Nate, which 11 of that came on the ground. So you love to see kind of that little bit of dual threat ability yeah. from uh, T-Law out there as well. Yeah, I, I'm just so happy for Trevor Lawrence because like what a rough first season and what a rough introduction into the NFL, but man, he has played well and he really is like, he's top 10 rest of this season. I think next season he really could get into that top five tier of quarterbacks with this offense and with this coaching staff. Yeah, he's already QB6 on the season. So after this performance and maybe one more, he could finish in that top yeah, five tier. Could. So it's you know, really excited to see that. Uh, ETN, if you played him, you got away with it. 14.2 points for him. Up and down season for him. Nate, any final takeaways kind of on, on Travis ETN here? Because he's underwhelmed after a really hot start after J-Rob got traded. Well, so I'm not like super surprised by this because of the injury that he suffered last season. I'm not surprised to see him kind of up and down. This is essentially his rookie year. And this is kind of a typical rookie pattern. He's never played a 17-game season before. So I, I'm not surprised that he's kind of wearing down towards the end of the season. Next season is a different story. This guy is a phenomenal talent, a phenomenal back, and he will have a massive role in this offense next season, no question. I'm not – for Dynasty, like this guy is a hard hold. The rest of this season, you can play him. I mean, you're probably not going to have a lot of other solid options this or next week, I guess, for the fantasy championships. Zay Jones, Christian Kirk, they really disappointed fantasy manager in, in this one who went back to them after a stellar week number 15. However, this is the Jets secondary, man. This really is one all year we've kind of been straying away from. Sauce Gardner's the real deal. I love what they're doing on the defensive side of the ball, which is no surprise with Robert Sala calling the shots. Uh, but don't look now, Nate. The Jaguars, they uh, with a loss to Tennessee this weekend, they could have a tie in the AFC South at 7-8. and eight. I hope the Jaguars make the playoffs, man, because they would be fun to see in that first round. Oh, I would. Yes, this if they can get into the playoffs, this is a Jaguars team that I think could realistically make a run in the AFC. If they're hot. Yeah, if they're the hot hand, man. We've seen it before. We The Broncos have done it. We've seen the Ravens do it. We've seen teams do it, get hot at the right time. And this might be the case with Jacksonville if they can get in. The Bengals, we saw it last year, just last year, man. So um, good for Trevor Lawrence. We're glad to see that. Trash Sandwiches in the chat said she's glad to hear Zach Wilson, Zach Wilson trashing on this fine afternoon. We are too, man. It's uh, long overdue. Uh, so we appreciate you being here with us today, TS. Nate, let's go ahead and jump into some, whether it's listener questions or talking of some start sits um, with matchup management. <laughs> Who you got? Matchup management. Who's it gonna be? Who's it gonna be? We're gonna tell you that right now. And to help us do that, we're gonna bring in a very special guest. He's an analyst at Roto Underworld. He's the host of Believe in Lions. He is a great stash. He's a great man. I believe he's coming from us from the great up north as well, guys. Give it up for the one, the only, Jack Kavanov. What is up, Jack? Hello, yeah. friends. Pleasure to finally make it on the show. Very happy to be here. I love that bumper that you guys run right before the start sits. It is just perfect. Absolutely perfect. Thank you, our friend. Thank you very much. We uh, we do pride ourselves on our uh, on our drops there. So thank our guy Nate Miller for making that. Jack, how are the vibes hitting up uh, up there for Christmas and uh, in Canada? Because I'm sure it's cold up there as well. 
Yeah, we just got hit with our first real snow. We've had sprinklings and such throughout the last couple weeks or so, but we really got dumped on much the way that Cleveland is going to be dumped <laughs> on this weekend, Chicago. So we're getting all of that right now. We're seeing it in real time, what these players are going to be playing through on the weekend. Okay. Okay. Any negative degree temperatures up there in Canada yet? Cause I think we're just getting into the negatives here in, uh, in Western Pennsylvania. It depends on what you mean by negative. Cause we're up here in Celsius, right? And so it's been oh. negative for a while. <laughs> no, I don't believe we're that cold just yet. Okay. Where I am. Okay. That's good to hear, man. Jack, tell us a little bit about yourself. This is your first time on the podcast. What do you do in the industry? What do you do outside the industry? What's your vibe like, man? Uh, so in the industry, I am both employed at Believe Network and Player Profiler, Roto Underworld, run the Player Profiler Today show, which is a seven days a week at 7 p.m. Eastern show that Very we cool. run. Nate is on it every Thursday, and we just bring you everything you need to know about the NFL every single day. And we'll be running throughout Christmas. I'll be won't be going live, of course, but we'll still be running throughout that. And then with Believe, I do the Believe in Lions show with NFL All-Pro Glover Quinn, played safety for the Lions. So that's in the industry. I've obviously got this beautiful cat that wants some attention here. There we Mr. go. Sansa. And oh, oh, but Aww. now too much attention. <laughs> uh, and outside of that, I work at a funeral home. That's my day job. Okay. Okay, man. I applaud that work. I could not do that. Um, but we're glad you're here today, man. Speaking of the weather, Jack, is there one or two games that you're really kind of straying away from in fantasy football semifinals this week because of the weather? It's not just the weather, but it's the weather plus the style of teams in New Orleans versus the Cleveland Browns. It's going to be icky. It's going to be yucky. It's going to be pukey. I like Nick Chubb. Of course, I like Nick Chubb because he's going to get a lot of carries. He's active. We're still playing him. But Donovan Peoples-Jones, Amari Cooper, Rashid Shahid, all he needs is a handoff. Maybe he goes this. Yeah, but yeah. It's going to be just a gross game. And it's not just because the weather's gross. These teams, they want to run the ball. They want to play good defense. It's not going to be fun. Same with Raiders and Steelers. That feels like another one where we're going to see 80 combined touches between Josh Jacobs and Najee Harris. Okay. Yeah, could very okay. well. Could very well. Yeah, I agree in that Cleveland one. And it's just even Nick Chubb, man, he's been so disappointing the last month after a really hot start for him. Who thought like the offense would get this much worse with Deshaun Watson? But it's either a test to Jacoby Brissett's actually a half decent quarterback or Watson's just that rusty coming off it. So I'm even scared to fire up Nick Chubb like you have to at this point. And like, it'd be awesome to see like a Yeti game for him because we haven't really seen him mm -hmm. have a like a, an awesome game like LaShawn McCoy did back in the early 2010s in the snow. But I'm looking forward to that. First question in the chat here, boys. We got it from our guy, Albert, of course. Mike Williams or Mike Evans, half PPR. Jack, can you trust Mike Evans? The ceiling has been so low the last five or six weeks here. Finally delivered at least you know, double digit PPR points last week, but it's uh, still overall been disappointing season for Mr. Uh, Mike Evans there. It really has been. And so I'm not completely fading Mike Evans because he does have a decent matchup this week with the Buccaneers against the Cardinals, but definitely Mike Williams here. That's the answer to the question. But for Mike Evans, eh, it feels gross. You're never going to feel good playing him, but sometimes you just have to not here though. I love the matchup for Mike Williams here, Nate, because it is a Monday night football game. It's against the Colts, so it's going to be indoors. Weather will not be a factor for this one. 
And I kind of like Mike Williams being my closer on Monday night there. The Colts, we saw it last week. They're a bad team. They know how to lose football games. I think that took all the wind out of their sails. And now they have our guy Nick Foles at quarterback, who we don't know what we're going to get out of that offense. You know, that's that's kind of the issue here. I'm probably going to go Mike Evans because I like the matchup, but it's a toss-up for me. Okay. It's a toss-up for me. I'm probably leaning Mike Evans just a little bit, though. I'm going Mike Williams. I want that Monday night closer. Um, it's a boom-bust play like Jack kind of alluded to, but I'm willing to ride with it here. I just don't trust Tom Brady, man. I know the Cardinals defense. And that's fair. And the Cardinals defense is like better than people think like early in the season, they allowed a lot of points to receivers and quarterbacks the first two weeks. And people kind of thought that was what we could expect. And it hasn't been the case. So um, I think we got two for Mike Williams here. Albert appreciate the question as always, buddy. Um, Here we got trash sandwiches, Slayton or Waller flex PPR league. Jack, how do you feel about this? Darren Waller back after an extended stay on IR. Darius Slayton um, been super solid, really nice floor for him as well. Yeah, I don't love playing tight ends in the flex if I can avoid it, especially with Darren Waller. We're not going to say the cliche that he has too, they have too many mouths to feed, but they really kind of do. And Darren Waller in a close point total game, it's less likely that he's going to score the touchdown. Whereas Darius Slayton, potential yes. shootout with the Minnesota Vikings. So I'm yes. all in on Darius Slayton this week. I'm there as well on Darius Slayton. They've been a top three matchup for fantasy wide receivers over the last month and on the season, Nate. Nate, you kind of propped him up uh, early in the early in the season in one of your waiver wire columns. Are you riding with your guy Slayton here? I am. This is a plus matchup for him. Like Jack said, it's going to be a shootout against Minnesota. This is a game they really need to win too. Like they can't mess around with this. So I see Slayton getting heavy volume. And this matchup against Pittsburgh for Waller, what this game's going to be. Yeah, I'm all in on Slayton. And, like, we got to just, like, treat start treating Darren Waller for what he is, boys. He's been a bust two seasons in a row. This is not the same Darren Waller we got in 2019, in 2020. This is a different Darren Waller. This is Devontae Adams' team on the offense. Him and Josh Jacobs are now the lifeline. So, Trash, I get the question here, but you got to stop buying into the name narrative of Darren Waller. I just think as a collective, we should as well. And keep that in mind for 2023 on the horizon as well. We got Lucius back in the chat. Super glad to see Minshew on the thumbnail because he has hurts in a couple of leagues. He's scrambling. He has to decide between Minshew Carr in one league and Dak Minshew in another. Thanks. So I'm going to start with this, guys. Nate, you and I, we talked about Minshew earlier this week on our first episode of the week and I was like saying maybe he's a quarterback too I've moved that up a little bit I think he could be a quarterback one this week he's my QB start of the week boys and Nate it's a little bit about what we talked about earlier in the week he's averaged 16.1 fantasy points in this Eagles system very efficient quarterback throughout his career but now he gets AJ Brown what does AJ Brown do for a ceiling I think it just increases it and right now, Dallas secondary, guys, they've been getting trashed. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> top five performance last week. And uh, J- Dump Truck Driscoll and Davis Mills, they combined for what would have been QB 16 a couple weeks ago. Nate, how do you feel about Gardner Minshew? Let's start with Gardner Minshew Carr. How do you feel about it? Uh, Jack and I actually got this question a lot last night on the show. It's Minshew. It's Gardner Minshew. Gardner yep. Minshew over Carr, period. End of sentence. Jack, how do you feel about this? Because my thing is like, I don't want to go anywhere near Derek Carr this week Uh because there's still this like weird assumption that you can play quarterbacks against the Steelers. However, they've been the number one 
team, the, the worst matchups for quarterbacks over the last month with TJ Watt back. And no one's really like Marcus Mariota. We heard about that in week 13. People were firing him up. Tyler Huntley in his first start. Nate, you loved him in week 14. And then Sam Darnold got some love last week as well. And they've all been awful. So how can you trust Derek Carr just one game removed from a QB 28 finish, Jack? I don't think you really can, especially when you look at the Vegas point total. This is going to be another one of those pukey, run-heavy, low-scoring games. Both of these teams are going to establish their will on the other. And so it's going to be a lot of Josh Jacobs and a lot of Najee Harris. So you're absolutely going Minshew over Derek Carr. And for all the opposite reasons, we're not playing Derek Carr. It's going to be a high-scoring game. The Dallas Cowboys, you can move the ball on them, and they want to put up points on the Philadelphia Eagles. So it's either going to be competitive or Gardner Minshew is going to be in comeback. He has the best weapons he's ever had in his career. Last year against the Dallas Cowboys, he threw two touchdown passes with no offensive line, no Dallas Goddard, and half of Devontae Smith. Well, and yeah. that's, I love that because Dallas Goddard's back this week too. So not only does he have A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, He's got Dallas Goddard. Like what, dude? This, this is, is the best be... best set of weapons Minshew has ever had. And guys, like Derek Carr has no fantasy ceiling. He has ne- not t- topped twenty four fantasy points in twenty twenty two or twenty twenty one. So going back two years, this guy has no ceiling, and he hasn't surpassed twenty three points this season as well. So I don't. You're running away from Carr here. At least I am. Um, love the question there from Lucius. Second part of this here, Jack. How do you feel about Dak versus Minshew? Same same game, but uh, Eagles, obviously, we know who their secondary is. Uh, just filled with a bunch of studs the whole way through it. I think you're getting a little bit too cute going Dak over Minshew. I think because this is going to be a high-scoring, competitive game, you can start both of these quarterbacks, but give me the one that's just a little bit more established in Dak Prescott. We know what we're getting. Whereas Minshew, as much as I like him, it could end up being a flop kind of game. You're just safer with Dak and probably more upside too. Okay. Okay. I I definitely think Dak has the better floor here, Nate. I would argue Minshew might have the better ceiling. Um, how do you feel about this uh, Dak against your man Minshew? I feel like they probably have similar ceilings. I, I do worry about Dak against the secondary, but also Dak Prescott's a veteran. He's played secondaries like this before he succeeded. If this is truly a playoff team, he's going to have to be able to beat teams like this or play well against them anyways i'm probably i'm probably going to start dak here over Minshew. i think they have a similar ceiling very close but, yes but dak is more likely to hit that ceiling whereas Minshew's more of a dart throw to hit that ceiling okay and then we have uh peanut butter jelly time in the chat today that ceiling is even lower in cold weather for Carr. 100 yeah. man really really good point there he's been playing in a dome out there in vegas so doesn't really have to deal with those elements too much um Appreciate the question from our guy Lucius there. Appreciate peanut butter jelly times uh, 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 comment there in the chat. Hope you're subscribed to the channel. Come back and hang out with us again, guys. Um, here we got, damn it, I hate that Bob Barker in the chat. <laughs> Don't know what Bob Barker did to you, bud, but I like the YouTube name nonetheless. Kind of stuck, but full PPR, PPR flex spot. Schultz or Akers? Jack, I was saying that I thought Akers was going to be a landmine in the playoffs. However, he's getting the volume for the Rams and Schultz has been so up and down. It's hard to trust him a little bit as well. Another tight end flex question for you. Yep. And in this, this scenario where the Broncos defense is strong, 
I'm still going to ride with Akers because we know he's going to get the volume. He's actually getting some work in the receiving game even. It's not as though the Broncos are going to run away from the Rams, so he's still going to have the opportunity to get carries and get involved. So I think the certainty of Akers over Dalton Schultz, just because what is Dalton Schultz at this point? We got the Peyton Hendershot touchdown last week. Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> cost, cost me a trip to the semifinals in multiple oh, leagues. I'm I sorry, was... my friend. Hey, it's what you get into, you know, when you get like Dalton Schultz is a nice player, but he's not like an elite talent. I think that's why I need to keep reminding myself. It's more of an opportunity thing with him. Same with Cam Akers here, though, Nate, as well. I don't think he's an elite talent by any means, but he is getting the volume. Um, it doesn't seem like there's anyone else in this backfield at this point to take any touches away. Well, and that's the only reason I'm going with Cam Akers. My sleeper video this week said to stay away from him if you can, which you should. But if you're between Schultz and Akers, there are always going to yeah. be situations where you're going to need to play a player. It's not pretty against Denver. This run defense has been very good. But he, like you said, Seth, he'll see volume. He's been seeing some work in the passing game. Dalton Schultz could have 20 points this week, but he's more likely to have two. And I like the floor with Akers where he'd probably get you five to 10 points like at the base. Yeah, that's going to be a fun one out there in uh, out there in Los Angeles, boys. We got the Cam Akers versus Latavius Murray show. So super don't forget ex- about Marlon Mack. All right, and Marlon Mack. We got a, a bunch of washed up running backs off off Achilles out there. So not really looking forward to that game. Um, hopefully, Red Zone isn't showing too much of that, or you guys have some other things to do during that slate. Um, here we got trash sandwiches back in the chat. Christian Watson or Terry McLaurin PPR. Man, Christian Watson, guys, he cost me a couple trips as well. Didn't know the signal from Rodgers on the goal line. Had it almost had a long touchdown at the end to save some people's fantasy football championship hopes. Jack, how do you roll here? Are you going Christian Watson in what's an appealing matchup against the Dolphins? They've been a plus matchup on the season and um, in the last four weeks, but not an overly plus matchups. Uh, or do you roll here with Scary Terry, who's been overall consistent um, this season? He's being consistent, but he's also up against the 49ers, and that matchup scares me. He's going to be seeing a lot of Traverius Ward. And this is not a low-scoring game, but it's actually, no, it is pretty low-scoring. I think this one is another one that's a sub-40 point total from Vegas. So I think this, this is one I forgot to mention earlier that don't particularly love. I'm looking at the rankings right now on Player Profiler. Terry McLaurin is flex 37, whereas Christian Watson is all the way down at wide receiver flex number 65 but i think i'm going with the big play upside of christian watson in a high powered matchup against the dolphins this is the second or third highest point total of the week and i it, shoot for the moon shoot yeah. for the moon yeah i agree with you here Last week, I was hot on all the Packers, whether it was Lazard, Watson, Rodgers, and it didn't really come to fruition, but I also didn't see them running it more times than they passed it. But this is a game they have to win, boys. It's now or never for the Packers. They need that third straight win against the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are going to push them where they haven't been offensively in the last couple of weeks. So I'm rolling with Christian Watson, baby. He was my league winner a couple weeks ago. I loved him all offseason. Nate, are you uh, finally on the Watson train here, my friend? I'm a little bit nervous about this matchup because Miami's so much better against wide receivers than they are against running backs. And I think we're going to see a lot of Aaron Jones. I think we're going to see a lot of AJ Dillon in this game. That touchdown upside with Christian Watson, like you just can't ignore it. And I don't like this matchup against the 49ers for McLaurin. So I'm going to go Watson for the boom. Okay. All right. 
Great questions there from our girl Trash Sandwiches. We appreciate you as always, TS. Hope you're staying warm up there in Vermont today um, on this Feel Good Friday. Here we got one for from Peanut Butter Jelly Time. Actually, considering Minshew over Fields this week, six points for TDs, 10 yards per point, point per completion league. Thoughts? Okay, so the point per completion changes things up a little bit here, Jack. Is this also getting too cute, though, with how Justin Fields has performed all season? And we know what ceiling he has. It's a 40-point ceiling um, against the Bills here. It's going to be some bad weather, likely in Chicago. I'm excited to see it, though. How do you feel about it? Because it is what's profiles is one of the more higher scoring games on the slate. I think you're getting too cute if you're benching Justin Fields for just about anyone, including Gardner Minshew. This Buffalo Bills defense has struggled with tackling throughout the season. So Justin Fields, it's going to be no shock when he breaks one or two long runs. David Montgomery, someone I'm also interested in this week. So I think we're just getting a little bit too cute there. As much as I love Minshew, got to support the guy with the mustache. I don't think sitting Justin Fields is going to win you a championship. Yeah, I, I agree. I can't I can't take that upside out of my lineup. Nate, how do you feel about it? Keep in mind the Bills, they have been a very plus matchup really the last eight weeks for quarterbacks here. No, you can't bench Justin Fields. Like there are certain players in fantasy when you get into the playoffs, you you don't you just don't sit. Justin Fields is one of those players this season. He was 14 to 21 last week. He had the two touchdown passes, but he had a down week rushing. He only had 15 carries for 95 yards. Like that's Justin Fields' floor, folks. That is his floor. Yeah. So you're starting him. Could Minshew outscore him? There's a chance, but you're not taking that risk. You're just not. I, I completely agree with you. Um, I tried to take the Eagles last week to against the spread and the Bears. And what does Justin Fields do? He covers it late. So uh, See, and that's good. the thing. The Bears are staying. They're getting close in some of these games with some – keeping up with some really good teams. It's not sexy, dude, but, like, you can't stop Justin Fields rushing. Like, nope. I would honestly go out on a limb and say maybe he's not as fast as Lamar Jackson, but he is just as dynamic, if not a better rusher from what I've seen. He's so elusive. It's unreal. And those add up to fantasy points, boys. Those absolutely add up to fantasy points. So Justin Fields here. It's unanimous. As Trash Sandwich is saying in the chat, Frisky Bears. Let's go, baby. Frisky Bears. I'm not back on the Bears train wagon yet. I miss my boy Matt Nagy, but uh, we'll we'll talk about that on another show. (laughs) Here we got uh, got our guy, damn it, I hate Bob Barker again. Gabe Davis or Goodwin? Marquise Goodwin. Tyler Locke, it looks like he's going to be out of this one once again. How do you feel about it, Nate? Gabe Davis. I don't want to go anywhere near him, even though it's a friendlier matchup against the Bears. There's some weather that's going to be involved there. In addition to he just hasn't been trustworthy at all these last four weeks. Look, Gabe Davis is who Gabe Davis is. He's the same Gabe Davis he's always been. He's a Gabe Davis that is <laughs> up and down. And he like he has these like spurts of great weeks that everybody's like, oh my God, Gabe Davis. Woo! And get so excited about it. And I'm sitting over here like, yeah, that's happened like twice. Good job spending a first round pick on a guy who's going to boom like three times this season. Wonderful well, job. So I don't think obviously spending a first round pick. I there were know. people this offseason that were talking about that he was worth a first round pick after that playoff performance. You and I both saw it, Seth. I'm not going to name names. I don't know what part of fantasy Twitter you're on, but I do not want to. Apparently, get there. the drunk part. <laughs> um, obviously, that has turned around. But Marquise Goodwin has been more than serviceable when he's had to play and he's been that wide receiver too. He's that wide receiver too this week. They're going to throw the ball to him. I'm going to go, I'm going Goodwin over Davis. 
Jack, how do you feel about Marquise Goodwin? He's a track star, um, but he is inconsistent at times for fantasy football production. He is inconsistent, but he is going up against Kansas City. That's one that I think is going to be another track meet. And I'm looking at the rankings here. Gabriel Davis, wide receiver 30, and Marquise Goodwin, wide receiver 35. Not a massive difference in between the two. Obviously, the boom from Gabe Davis is going to be higher if Gabe hits that boom. But I think Marquise Goodwin gives you 90, 80% of the boom with somehow a safer floor in the year 2022, almost 2023. I can't believe I'm saying start Marquise Goodwin, but he gives you the safer floor with it's similar upside. Yeah, he was only two for 10 last week. Like it was disappointing, but that was against the 49ers as well. So I don't think we can read too much into that. Sure, He's only two weeks a- a- away from being removed from a five for 95 and one game against the Carolina Panthers. And guys, like I don't want to go narrative here, but the Chiefs franchise is a little bit of turmoil. I don't know if you guys have seen this uh, stuff about these super fans over there. Have you guys read into that no. at all? So no. there's like a collective of super fans. I won't get too much into it because it is all speculative, but. They're very crazy. They get they get in fights with each other. And one of their super fans was basically driving around to away games and robbing banks on his way out there. Yes. He, yes, he wears, I did see this. He wears a wolf mask. He wears a wolf mask at the games. Um, I, I can't even remember his name. I'm doing the Chiefs fans very injustice. So hilarious situation there. Um, so I, I, I just wanted to throw that out there, too. I kind of want to talk about that. It, hilarious. How, how dumb do you have to be? To be a super fan that is in games on TV, cameras pan to you. They take pictures of you because you wear this Chiefs <laughs> suit with a wolf mask and a Chiefs hat. To then go rob a bank in that mask, allegedly, allegedly, rob. No, that he bank. was he was arrested Al- for it. Allegedly. I, okay, allegedly. we'll say allegedly. Allegedly. So long drawn out answer answer for you. Damn it. I hate Bob Barker, but it is going to be Marquise Goodwin for us unanimously. Love the question, man. Hope you're subscribed to the channel. Come out, come back and hang out with us again. Here we got our guy, our dog, Flex Sutton, Deontay Johnson, or Raheem Mostert. Wow. This is a really good one. Um, Overall, guys, Deontay Johnson's turned it up. I'm not going anywhere near uh, Cortland Sutton, but Raheem Mostert. He, he had one of his best performances of, of the season in the snow last week, Nate. So I'm going Mostert here because Deontay Johnson is crap without Mitch Trubisky, basically. We're back to Kenny Pickett, so forget about Deontay. Sutton, does he even exist anymore? Like, what? No. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but Raheem Mostert, Jeff Wilson is trending towards not playing this week. So it will, again, be Mostert's backfield. And I kind of like the matchup. I do. I'm, gonna, I'm going Mostert here. Jack, the Packers, they've allowed a lot of rushing yards this season historically. I don't like the matchup in Pittsburgh with the weather. Like, like, likely, likely the single digits in Pittsburgh tomorrow night. Um, can you risk it with Deontay Johnson, who's been on a nice bounce back? He now gets Kenny Pickett, or are you rolling with Moser in the security? That was the thing. The bounce back was not because of Kenny Pickett. The bounce back was because of Mitchell Trubisky. Now that he's out of the lineup. No, you got to go Raheem Mostert against the Packers. He's RB1. Jeff Wilson's still not fully healthy. So they're going to ride the hot hand. We saw it earlier in the season. They rode Jeff Wilson when he was the hot hand. Not so hot anymore. Now it's Raheem Mostert. Ride Raheem Mostert to a, to the fantasy championship. Probably not winning the show. Let's go. Let's go. A little Mostert love from our guy Jack there. We got peanut butter jelly time back in the chat saying, 
Hey, hey, he's got to afford those $15 stadium beers somehow. Absolutely agree, boys. It is egregious. Um, luckily at the Penn State games where I'm a season ticket holder, they're like 10 bucks, which I feel like is a little more manageable. Jack, what about sporting events up in Canada? Some of the professional ones, you looking at $15 bevies? It's pretty much the same. You can get a little, you can get quite a bit cheaper at the CFL games because they're trying to drive people in for attendance. But yeah, certainly NHL games. No, it's the exact same thing. Jays games, exact same thing. What about the senior hockey league up there? Like, like the one they kind of make up on the show letter. Kenny, I don't know if that, like, I think that's pretty real. Um, have you ever gone to those? Nah, have you ever got beers there? No, not a, uh, not a regular appearance for me at those kind of events. They're a little bit, uh, not my thing. Okay. Okay. Nate, if we ever go up to Canada, buddy, I, I think that's our scene, honestly. Well, dude, so you're only like two and a half hours from Toronto, Seth. Did you know that? Yeah, I'm not that far, honestly. Yeah. No, dude. We're we're good. We're driving up to Toronto. Have, happy to have you anytime. I got the spare room in the apartment. I'll uh, make sure that's the, the it's all washed and ready for you. Let's what, do what it. What part what part of Canada are you in then, Jack? I'm about an hour from the Windsor Detroit border. Okay. Okay. That, that is... Down south of Ontario. There we go, baby. There we go. I'm ready, man. I think I, I'm legally allowed to be back in Canada now. So uh, <laughs> I'm ready to go, boys. <laughs> Sign me up. That's an off-season trip we'll have to make. Um, Jack, we want to we wanna pr- say we're very appreciative of you joining us today, guys. Keep the questions coming. We'll answer some of those with our next guest as well. But Jack, how can we find you and best support you, not just throughout the end of uh, the 2022 season, but into 2023 and beyond, my friend? You can find me everywhere at Javanaugh87, J-A-V-A-N-A-G-H-8-7. You can find me every night on the Player Profiler YouTube channel, as well as at Profiler NFL and at Roto Underworld. I'm doing the tweets behind the scenes on those as well. And Believe in Lions podcast. You can follow us there on all podcast platforms, wherever you want to find it. I've got the goods for you. Thanks again for having me on. A pleasure to get to talk to you finally, Seth. And Nate, always a pleasure to get in chat. Always a pleasure, man. Always a pleasure. Hey, t- it's been less than care, 24 man. hours since we got to hug and hang out. I know, so. too long. Too long. Good, lo- good luck today. Uh, good luck this weekend to your brand new Lions over there. We wish the best for him. Jack, thanks so much for joining us. Take care, buddy. Have a good weekend. And Nate, let's go ahead. Let's jump into some sure thing sleepers of the week. Want to thank the IBT family for riding again with us. I know it's a busy Friday getting ready for the Christmas season, but appreciate you guys here with us. If you are new to the channel, please like this video, subscribe. Um, let's jump to some sure things, sleepers of the week. It's the sure thing. Sleepers of the week. All right, sure thing, sleepers of the week. This is your thing, baby. And to help us bring us your thing, we're welcoming in a guest to very, very special friend of the show. I believe he's coming from us from a Maryland basement. Very cool Maryland basement over there. Looking forward to talking to him. He is a Madden savant. He is a stooge out there on the Twitter streets. And he is a great fantasy analyst for Draft Sharks. Guys, welcome in the one, the only, Mr. Charlie Herman, a.k.a. Herms. Let go, let go, let go, let go. What, what up? up, what up? Hey, nice What's hat, up? Man. Yeah, it, it says the thing. So, yeah, pretty neat. Let's go. The place go. you do this stuff. Yeah, the 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 area I do the things. There we go. Herms, how are you today, man? How are the Christmas vibes hitting you? <laughs> uh, it's, I mean, not bad, but, like, dude, the weather sucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
It's, it's everywhere. Like, everywhere. And honestly, like, even before, like, I'm going to preface my sure thing sleeper of the week just by saying, like, it was hard to pick somebody because it's like, yeah. In normal weather conditions, there are actually like decent candidates that you could nominate for this and have like a decent list to go off of. But I, I was looking at it, trying to come up with my pick, and I'm like, well, they're not going to catch the ball because the wind's going to be whipping around there. And then this guy's probably not going to do well because I've heard it's supposed to be freezing down there. And it's like, oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is a weather weekend for sure. Make sure you guys are keeping up to date with us on Twitter, with Herms and everyone else that you guys are connected with to just be aware, man, because weather does make an impact here. It's going to be a big running backs week. We're going to forecast it. So, Herms, let's jump right into this first question, if you would. Um, we got one from our girl, Trash Sandwiches. I think uh, I'd really like to get your opinion on it. She got Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, or just forfeit. So... <laughs> We never throw in the towel here, Herms. But how do you feel about Danger Russ, Mr. Derek Carr, who we've already belittled on this program today, um, or forfeiting? I mean, look, that last option feels very appealing. <laughs> I'm not going <laughs> to I was I was on the Dynasty Junkies last night with the homie Andrew Hall, and we were talking about how a lot of this is kind of a mess and, you know, not tinkering too much with your lineup and just kind of going with whatever. Yeah. Like, I think in this situation, like, the weather conditions for Russ, if I remember correctly, are, like, marginally better. So just, like, based on that alone, just go with it. And just, like, honestly, the whole thing this week is just, like, Hail Mary prayer mode. Like, that's all we're doing. The fantasy gods, wherever they are, just, like, you know, fold your hands together and just, like, hope something works. Hope you hope you're on the good list this year, boys. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much, dude. That's that's about all you can do. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's against the Rams here for for the Broncos. So I mean, again, I think this is going to be the Latavius Murray show for the Broncos this week. But I I think there's still going to be a little bit of upside for Russ. Jerry Judy's healthy. That's always a good thing. He's got his boy Greg Dulcich out there. Nate, I'm going Russell Wilson here. I'm making it 2-0 for Russell Wilson, which sucks. I hate to be able hate to be telling a colleague nonetheless to be starting Russell Wilson in the fantasy football semifinals, but I got to do it here. Well, it's the better matchup. I, it, as weird as that sounds, it number is number one, matchup. baby Steelers number matchup. one in the last month exactly. against quarterbacks. So this is a considerably yeah. better matchup for Wilson. He's managed to get Jerry Judy rolling, which is really good. And dude, let's be honest, this Rams second Jalen Ramsey, like the dude talks a good game, but he is not, what he was when he was at his peak and his in his prime. I, I mean, it's Russell Wilson and you actually might get a nice week out of Russell Wilson in this game. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he was borderline QB one this week with all the weird okay. weather and backups. Okay. And, I mean, it's not that it's going to be an exceptional week, but given the landscape, he could have a QB one week. I mean, we're talking QB 11, QB 12, but he could be in there. Okay. Trash saying it's in the consolations. He, she <laughs> just wants to beat our guy Hoove too, which that's that's completely fine. I feel a little bit better recommending Russell Wilson in the consolation. Yeah. I understand why you're in the consolation now, Trash. No offense to you and your team. <laughs> oh, man. If you're sending out Russell Wilson, maybe she had Jalen Hurts. Who knows? Maybe she had Hurts. Yeah. Um, here we got another question from a guy, our dog. He's asking how how confident should he feel? Should he be getting the W this week? He's got Mahomes, Derrick Henry. Travis Etienne, Tyreek, Kirk, who played last night, disappointing performance for him. Kelsey, Kelsey Mahomes stack, love that. 
Mostert, Tyler Bass, Ravens D. So really nice team from him all the way around. And then he's got Allen. The team he's playing has Allen, Josh Allen, Alvin Kamara, Miles Sanders, Jay Jettas, Zay Jones, Evan Ingram. Ooh, big, big night for Ingram. Ayuk, Tucker, Lions D. Herms, this a lot kind of coming at you at once. Obviously, we know Zay Jones already had a terrible performance for him last night, but Ingram went off. So I feel like both these teams are very good. I, I think this is a very close one. Yeah, I mean, like you said, like good news <laughs> for you that Zay Jones didn't do anything. But like, I don't know, man, like Travis Kelsey helps because like that I feel like yeah. will probably cancel out Evan Ingram because this year yeah. at tight end, it's been Travis Kelsey and everyone else. So like the fact that you have the one guy that can actually match a big game from any other tight end, like you're golden. Yep. So like that cancels that out. I feel like the week performance from ETN also, you know, same thing with the Zay Jones things so, like X that out. It really just yeah. comes down to like, you're in a great position, my guy. Like the fact that both of those sorts of things kind of, like, you know, it's all it all evened out heading into the weekend. Like normally on a Thursday night game, okay, I wouldn't say normally, but sometimes more often than not, there are you know just like certain performances that just get your week off to like the worst possible start because your opponent had that dude and it's just like it's over before yeah. it starts, whatever, yeah. all that. That didn't happen here. And like it, it, it seems like everything else is pretty well balanced. I'd probably give, I probably give the person asking the question the edge just because I feel better about, I feel better about Derrick Henry, especially because yes, like yo, dude, like without Ryan Tannehill, Getty. it's not like they're gonna be throwing it's the ball, time, baby. <laughs> yeah, dude, like that, that feels good for sure. Like I don't know, man. I, I think I think you're good. I don't. I'm not gonna say you got the win necessarily, but the the biggest thing is you didn't get the L. Oh. Yep. It's gonna yeah. be. I, I think like it's the, gonna be. A, it'll be a close one. But I think. I, I think your chances are better than not that you'll edge this one out, man. Yeah, I like the flex as well from him. I mm -hmm. I, I prefer Mostert over Ayuk this week. Ayuk's my wide receiver set of the week. So great question from from mm -hmm. our guy R Dog. Hope you're subscribed to the channel, man. Come back and hang out with us again. Trash. He's following up on that last question she uh, asked. Lamar <sighs> was her quarterback. Sadness. Yeah. Um, and then peanut butter jelly time saying, I feel your Lamar team and uh, trash is saying her, her big contending team had hurts. That one really hurts. So as always the, the punny, the clever trash sandwiches uh, guys, let's go get to some short things. Sleepers of the week. If we have any more questions here, we'll kind of round out the show with them. Herms you delivered last time. You're one of the few guests we've had on here. That is one to know in short things. Sleepers of the week. Can you finish the season? With a perfect undefeated record as short thing sleepers of the week? That is the question here. I'm teeing you up, Mr. Charlie Herman, who is your week number 16 short thing sleeper of the week. I mean, I, I don't feel as good this time. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, I was looking at it and I'm, I'm kind of just going through bad weather games where teams are going to have to run the ball a lot. And if that's going to end up happening, you're probably going to lean on more than just one player. You know, like it's not typically going to be, hey, we got this one dude out here doing the whole thing. Like there are very few circumstances in the NFL where that happens, even in good weather. So Jalen Warren, 
Think I about it. it. Think I of, knew hey, it. Hey, look, hey, I like this call, though. <laughs> I really do. Dude, he's been getting touches with Najee in and in a positive game script where they're going to be running a ton. Yeah, you've got, mean, my, you've got my thumbs up, buddy. Yeah, dude. Like, I don't know. Banged up in practice all week at Najee mm-hmm. anyway with, with uh, you know, dealing with his hip thing. You know, mm-hmm. that's, you know, I mean, he ended up blogging some full participation. Yeah. So it's not like, you know, end of the world here. Like, I'm not saying it's end times for him. But like, you know, still, you know, like a little banged up. You're going to be a little bit cautious. Sure. That weather's going to be nasty. And like, also, in true fashion of honoring Franco Harris, would it not be appropriate oh, for them yeah. to just attack with the running backs, particularly in a matchup against a Raiders defense? I'm hopping over to DraftSharks.com here for this one because we got a really good metric on our set. We do this uh, adjusted fantasy point percentage thing. Super helpful. Definitely go check that out in the tools. The Raiders are like third <laughs> in RV adjusted fantasy points allowed. So like basically it's just like it kind of determines like how a defense either like, you know, boosts or, you know, kind of like dampens like a projected, you know, output for a player or something just based off of their skill level. So like the, basically what that means is like the Raiders make running backs look better. That's just how the defense is and how much they've been allowing those fantasy points. So it's like matchups good. The weather condition is perfect for that type of game plan. And there's no way they're going to just give Najee, too many of those touches. Like, he's going to touch the ball a lot. Like, it's definitely going to be well into the, you know, wouldn't shock me if he gets close to maybe 20 carries or something. But, like, Warren's going to have to shoulder some of that. He's had a few games this season looking pretty good. Even last we saw them in Carolina, you know, like, he got pretty involved, also found the end. He had 11 carries. Yeah, dude. I just, I feel good about it, particularly like if they are going to dump off the ball, it's going to be a lot of short area stuff, which also makes me feel good about uh, Pat Frymouth, but he doesn't fall into this category for sleepers. So obviously I'm not bringing him up, but like, you know, bad weather, windy, whatnot, you got to dump the ball off as quickly as possible to those short area guys. So like I'm not feeling great about Pickens, I'm not feeling great about Deontay, but like Muth and the guys out of the backfield yeah. are going to really carry that weight because you're gonna have to pass sometimes. You have to mix up the game plan. Don't All tell that- Bill Belichick that. They, maybe they'll throw it three times. <laughs> look, it's possible. It is entirely possible, which still makes the argument good. So mm-hmm. Jalen Warren running back at the Pittsburgh Steelers against mm-hmm. the Raiders. It's it's looking good. I feel good about it. Okay. Yep. Okay. Jalen Warren, man. I like it. I like the call there from our guy, Herms. I do want to address a comment here in the chat. I feel like I, I'd be remiss to not talk about it. We have Sheed in here saying, why didn't any of y'all tell me to start Ingram over Andrews? Real helpful. Info is worthless. So I just want to say this. I, I don't think we got, did we get this question asked earlier this week, Nate? No. I don't think we did, and because honestly, if you asked me earlier in the week, Ingram or Andrews, I would have told you it was a toss-up and, and pick who you want, because Andrews, I've been off the Andrews train for weeks now. So. Dude, I was off Andrews before the season started, and I got absolutely shit on for telling people that An- don't expect Andrews to do what he did last season. It was like, oh, Lamar's back. It's going to be great. And it's like, look at the numbers. Last thing I just I- want to touch on this comment is like, I'm all for fun and games. We'll take our shots. I absolutely, I absolutely agree. We have our misses, mm-hmm. and please feel free to always come on and tell us our misses. Um, 
we never told this this person to start whoever. So just yeah. saying, we're all good for fun and games. We'll take your 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 you know it's Christmas time. We'll we'll take the the heat you got. Herms, we were on a couple weeks ago when a guy was joking around with us, and we have a good time with. It. We don't care. Um, so I'm gonna still have a smile on my face, buddy. Don't take it too serious. It's just fantasy football, my man. Um, we do have a, a question from Facebook over here. Our guy Marcos Valdez. Okay, all right, like that name, Marcos Valdez. Minshew Brady Purdy this week. Thanks, Nate. I'm going back to Minshew here. Minshew. I don't trust Tom. I don't trust Tom Brady. But as I said, Minshew. He's averaged 16.1 PPR points. As an eagle, he now gets A.J. Brown and Devonta Smith, who was hurt last year when Minshew played a couple of those games. Cowboys, they've been burned. Last week, Trevor Lawrence, top five finish. As I said, dump truck Driscoll, Davis Mills, week 14. They they were QB 16 combined as well. So I'm rolling with Minshew here. I know Nate's rolling with Minshew. Herms, where do you go on this? I mean, it's been really inconsistent for not just him but the entire offense this season but i gotta go with brady against the cardinals defense like i mean Ooh. like they they do kind of they they're pretty easy to you know expose in those type of circumstances particularly like now the the, the trap that you may fall into is that you know they're going with what trace mcsorley at quarterback so like if the bucks did get up you know that's you know yeah big hella early than like you know maybe you know you might have to be relying upon you know a lot of stuff happening in the first half but like i feel pretty good about you know the matchup and the fact that like again you know like because i think they're actually no it doesn't matter whether they're on the road or not because it's like whether it's florida or arizona beats the hell out of the weather dude you know like yeah but at, but at the same time if that does make you nervous then my number two choice would definitely be gardner Minshew. so Kind of throwing that out there for context. I'm not saying Minshew's a bad choice. It's a perfectly good choice. But, you know, like we saw what that dude could do in Jacksonville when he had yeah. no one. <laughs> now he has a lot of really good players. Exactly. So, like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah. I still roll Minshew here. I just think the ceiling is a little bit higher. Tom Brady's only cracked 20 fantasy points one time this season. So, like, you're just not looking for a whole lot. Maybe Brady is safer. But I got to roll Minshew in the upside here. Nate, I think you're on that train as well. Yeah, I for me, it's between Minshew and Purdy. And uh, with Purdy being kind of dinged up, I'm going Minshew. Okay. Purdy's okay. been right around that 20 fantasy points per game since he took over as a starter. Like, he's been nothing but consistent. So, but Minshew has yeah. the higher upside. Yeah. And then we have our guy, Eric, from uh, from Green Screens Media. He said, did I miss the explanation of Seth's new background? Is that stuffed honey badger behind him? So I'm home for the holidays. I'm at the Ren's house right now. It's actually my dad's bear up there that he got a couple years ago. So not a honey badger. That would be dope, though. I don't think we <laughs> – where do you find a honey badger? I don't even know where those are. I have no idea. No clue. <laughs> not in Pennsylvania. I'll tell They're you that. They're scary, Eric. though. That I do know. Yes. We appreciate our guy, Eric, tuning in. We know it's a busy holiday season for him and his family. Nate, I will take us up next for my short thing, Sleeper of the Week, and hand it off to you to close out the show. I'm going back, guys. I'm going back to Tyler Boyd. And I'm one for two on calling him as my sleeper this season. However, last time he hurt his hand on the second play, and I got to see uh, got to see whatever Irwin's name walk into the end zone, take my anytime TD away from Tyler Boyd, take my fantasy call away from Tyler Boyd. And this is one weather is going to be a concern up there. But Tyler Boyd, he's a slot receiver. He's going to get that short looks from Joe Burrow. Jalen Mills has already been rolled out of this one for the New England Patriots. Jack Jones, Jonathan Jones, they're both limited and questionable. That could be the Patriots' three top corners. They are out. 
and or limited in this game. Miles Bryant, Marcus Jones, a do-it-everything man, those are going to be the cornerbacks that they can take on, and I feel a lot better about Boyd taking on those guys. And the New England Patriots, we were afraid of them a couple weeks ago, Nate, but they've actually been a plus matchup over the last four weeks for fantasy wide receivers. So Boyd, he's averaging over 13 point points per game over his last four with Jamar Chase active, averaging over five targets, and he's the number seven overall wide receiver in points per reception. So if he gets five receptions, if he gets five targets, he's going to make the most out of those. He's going to score at least 10 fantasy points for him. I don't think he's a boom play this week necessarily with the weather, but I think if you need a guy to get you 10 to 15, maybe a little more fantasy points, I think Tyler Boyd's in that realm, baby, keeping it keeping it close to home here with my Western PA native, Tyler Boyd. Well, do we have do we know if Higgins is playing this week? Because I've seen mix. He's off the injury po- report, but is he what off does the injury that report? Well, what does that mean for T. Higgins? He's been Nothing. off the injury I'm report just- twice since that. That's true. I mean, he did have eight targets last week. I don't I like this call. I think it's a good call. This We know what this offense is. It's an offense where they like to throw the ball a ton. Uh, they may not be able to do as much of it this week, but I still think, like you said, Seth, in the slot and this New England secondary hasn't been what they were earlier in the season. Injuries, their defense just hasn't been as good. Uh, this is a good call. I like it. And Hayden Hurst is not going to be playing. Oh, so, that's right. So if we're talking about, you know, short area yeah, guy, right. historically, boy was always doing, he was always a slot boy doing the thing, you know, like we were talking about it a little bit before, you know, like bad weather, short area stuff, much more of a gimme. So like, yeah, absolutely. I'm all for the Tyler Boyd hype. Yep. Awesome. I love Awesome. It. Peanut butter jelly time. He's saying that New Orleans has a honey badger. Yeah, I guess they do down there. They do. Yeah. I'll tell you what. I think it's the first time PB and Jay's been in the in the chat, and he's brought the fire today, man. We we hope he it. comes back and uh, tunes back in. He's dropping some fire comments today. Nate, I know you got a lot to get to get done today before the the, the in laws get there. So why don't you round us out here with your short thing sleeper of the week? I will say this, Nate. You lead the season standings for short thing sleepers of the week by one over me. And or actually by two over me and the guest. So you'd have to get two wrong for, for you to lose this title. Um, bring it home, my friend. Well, we know that I'm not going to get two wrong because this week's is a banger. Like this one feels like one of the more surefire ones I've come to the table with. It's Chris Moore in Houston. Now, Eric Moody, I saw Eric Moody today say he would not be surprised. Eric Moody of ESPN, to be clear. Earlier today, he said he would not be surprised to see the team shut down Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins for the rest of the season. Both have been hampered by injury. The Texans are out of it. Why bother, right? That makes Chris Moore the wide receiver one in Houston. Why is that significant this week? Because they're playing the Tennessee Titans, who are giving up an average of 41.7 points to wide receivers. This is a Chris Moore week. This is a week where Chris Moore could have a big week. I think his floor is probably wide receiver three flex, but he could creep into that high end wide receiver two. between him and Jordan Akins. Those are two guys in this offense. I really would like to play this week. I think that they both have some potential to have big weeks, but Chris Moore is the biggest one. The game script just, it seems like this is going to favor him against his bad secondary. And when he's had 10 and eight targets, the last two weeks, 11 and eight targets, the last two weeks, he's caught 10 of 11 had 124 yards two weeks ago against Dallas. So this is just feels like a good matchup and with injuries. And if if you're looking for somebody, he's really isn't heavily rostered either. So you could go grab him for free right now at the waiver wire. 
I like I like uh, Chris Moore a lot. He's shifty, guys. Like he's like mm-hmm. when he first bursted onto the scene earlier this season, I profiled him more as a slot receiver because that's what he was playing with Nico and Brandon Cooks out there. But they're moving him all over the field yeah. now. And with a, a cold weather game probably coming in Tennessee, I like what we could see. We could see some of the short yardage usage as a slot and some big play potential as well if Cooks yeah. and Collins are rolled out of this one. Nate, you know, sometimes you come to the, the floor with, with these Texans calls. I hated your Davis Mills sleeper call this offseason. I, I shit on you. That was a bad Jordan. call. Yeah, no, but then you had your Jordan Aiken short thing sleeper of the week call earlier this season. He was great. So I'm going to back you this time, buddy. I'm going to back you up. Um, okay. I don't want to agree too much with Nate. I don't want to get that reputation, but uh, <laughs> I'm going to back you this time. Herms, any final thoughts on our guy Christopher Moore? The Titans defense doesn't make the Texans offense good necessarily, but it really, really, really helps. So the circumstances are pretty good. Why not? Well, dude, Houston's pressed a couple of good teams these last few weeks with when they're doing the Mills Driscoll combination. It's been interesting. Like, again, we're not going to say that they're good, but this has become a somewhat serviceable offense for fantasy just a little but it has been it has been yeah. absolutely yeah you've had to find value but chris moore has been that value i love it boys i absolutely love the, the calls today from from our guy herms here jack was electric earlier today and just good vibes like i'm really thankful for this ibt family and what we've been able to grow during the 2023 fantasy fo- or 2022 excuse me fantasy football season already looking ahead a year um that, <laughs> that's me uh, Herms, why don't you tell us one more time where we can find you, what you're up to in the new year coming up, and how we can best support you over here at the IBT family. You can do the thing by following my musings that I put on Twitter.com with my username, at HermsNFL. Uh, that's where I say stuff that sometimes makes sense. But if you <laughs> want to check out my content, everything I do is over at Draft Sharks. So DraftSharks.com, I mean, like all sorts of really great resources, all sorts of great information, including some written work that I end up putting out myself. So, yeah, just give that give that a look at Herms NFL on the Twitter. Those are the two things you can do. There we go. Herms, well, ho- hopefully you and your family have a great holiday season. Nate, good luck to you and your family as well. I know it's going to be a busy one. You got, got a little kid running around there. So uh, we will let oh. you go as well. Uh, just want to point out in the chat here, our guy Peanut Butter Jelly Time. He says he's subscribed. Definitely Thank coming you, back for more. Appreciate the YouTube algorithm bringing us another IBT family member today. PB and J, hope you're back, buddy. And then Trash Sandwiches, love the IBT fam. I hope y'all have some nice holidays. We will, man. We're gonna be spending it with family. Good vibes all around. PBJ Trash Sandwiches here. Got a little bit of a theme going on. Yeah. A little sandwich Sam- theme for the Fridays. So I'm all right with it. I love some sandwiches. So guys, this is it for us this week on the in-between fantasy football podcast. A reminder, we have a Tuesday night show going live at 9 30 PM Eastern time. And then Nate and I will always be back on our Friday shows as well to help you start sits sure thing sleepers of the week and the rest of it until then guys, good luck in your fantasy football semifinal championships. And uh, we hope you advance to the next round guys until then keep it in between y'all your destination for both some feel good lifestyle advice and some fancy football advice. 